forever. Dog. All right, so I don't play basketball, okay? I don't play basketball. Everybody knows this. And I feel like I have to talk about basketball usually when we do these movies. Well, this movie's about, like, blackness. I feel like I feel like this movie is almost like, like it's, a, it's set in the basketball world, but they talk a lot about, like, slavery and owning your own self, and your, which I feel like is very entertainment, like owning our own craft and, you know... Yeah, but especially as it relates to basketball, it feels like because there's so, so many people talk about like how sports is new slavery. I mean, I mean, that's true. I mean, it, it, it's hard for me because every time, you know, the thing that hurts my heart is I used to watch ESPN would show like the NFL's combine. So like all the college kids trying out for, you know, NFL teams, whatever. And you would see like, and again, of course, it's mixed. You know, white boys are there too, but a lot of the players would be like black or brown. Black, to be honest. You would see them and they'd make them like run up and down, do like the, was it the 50 yard, or 100 yard dash? They got to jump high and do all the other shit. And you just see like old white dudes with like a little, like a little, yeah, with the, they got just the, the clip, yeah. <laughs> just checking and writing notes. And I'm like, man, this shit looks terrible. Looks terrible and the fact that the nfl doesn't have a black owner is wild to me the nba has some black owners or co-owners so i guess that counts but i'm like these niggas co-owners but i guess that counts <laughs> you know what I'm saying? i guess that counts it does count it does count they're getting the money they they get they get whatever comes with that that's true but you know what it is is sometimes I, I like this movie i think this movie touches on which i think we can kind of hit on is that there are a lot of people who are not black profiting from black people doing a service, which I think they hit really hard in here. Truly, the way that this movie handles that is something that I never thought of before. I thought that was incredible. I mean, but also it's one of those things where, too, I keep thinking about it in, like, entertainment. I feel like as a black person who pitches and sells shows, like, I have yet had the opportunity to partner. Sells shows, plural. Y'all hear this? Gerard casually I mean, saying... <laughs> you you sold how he two. Sells. I have sold two. Uh, you sold two. Uh, you sold two shows. <laughs> Technically a third, but the I've deal was sold bad. a single show. No, <laughs> no. You sold I, one. Uh, you sold two. Uh, I, did I, and I don't know. Yes, yes. And then you were there for the that third other one's one. questionable now at this point. <laughs> the third was questionable, but the deal was there. It was a bad deal. <laughs> it's a couple questionable. Sh- no, nope, nope. This is real. I did actually think about you specifically a lot while watching this, and thinking about the business, the way the the way the the way Andre was going through doing. It. I know we're not supposed to talk about the movie right now, but the way, the way Andre was doing all his deals, I was like, look at Jira. It was like, <laughs> listen, it's like, but it's also one of the things where like just trying to get the credit for what you're doing because people were trying to. People try to like do that crab in the basket thing. Like, and it's not just, it's like they always say it for like black people, but it's like, I don't think it's really black people. I think it's like low-key rich white folk trying to do that crab in the basket. Whereas black folk want you to be a high flying bird. You know what I mean? They just want you in the air. I'm just fully furious. <laughs> they want you in the air soaring. I'm really furious that I was like listening to try to see. What do you mean? That's real. Because because James, <laughs> what society does is like they'd be like, oh, black people want to keep black people down. It's like, no, nah, man, black me people want this. you to give me- no, James. <laughs> black people want you to be up. They want to be like, go soar. 
soar like a high flying bird, you know, and so they could see you and be like, "Look at that brother, look at that brother fly." Wow, very. You know upset. what I mean? Whatever. I'm very upset. <laughs> Jane, come on, James. All right, you gotta... let's start the show. Can we start the? <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. That was good. Come on, you gotta fly. You gotta fly. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! I love God and all his black peoples. I was either going to do that or, hey, I, hey, I just had sex. Cause That's just, a, <laughs> that, first off, that made me laugh so much. It was like, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, hey, I would do this. But no sex before a game. I will say, when I ran track, even though it's disgusting thinking about it nowadays, when I was running track, they always were purposely trying to keep the boys and girls track team away from each other because they didn't want you to... You didn't, they didn't want you to, like, you know... Be distracted. Have sex. Yeah, but it was a... Re- oh, just it, have sex. Just yeah, it was period. like, no just sex. Have, no how, sex when did you, when, do you, do you Did you run track in... In I'm assuming college, but no, but. <laughs> I'm talking about no, I'm not. I'm talking about like I'll talk about like eighth grade through like damn the summer, <laughs> like not before a track meet. You know what I mean? But were they that? Were they so? Now the question becomes: Were they that direct about it being they don't want y'all to have sex? But but in a way, of course they don't want kids to have sex. But in a way where they're like, we know y'all gonna be having sex. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I think, I think, I think. So I remember, like, I remember, and this is a whole another thing. But I remember, like, I don't want to say how old, but there was, a, I was on the track team, and like the lead, like our one of our players was like phenomenal, and his girlfriend was like the other player, and they were great, but like they were like heavy, like heavy, heavy Christians, and like they would keep trying to separate them. Because apparently they kept doing freak type shit, but like it was never like quote unquote sex. I'm like, look, yo, analist sex, oral sex. Like, like this shit is like now y'all I just being silly. I love how you were like, I love how you were like no details, and then you and then you go straight to <laughs> very. Well, I ain't say how old. I ain't say how old. It was just like shit. But then it was like in the same one. Yeah, you like, 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 like doing. They be doing all kinds of stuff. It's not sex. Anal sex. And then you just. <laughs> That should be blowing me. It's like, oh man, I'm still a virgin. It's like, I mean, all right, okay. Oh, no, that's real. That's real. But they, but they would say it because they were like, they, it was something about not being relaxed, fully relaxed until after you ran your race or some bullshit, which doesn't make sense. Because I'm like, I want to be relaxed before the race. You know what I'm saying? No, they were. You got to use the energy. You got to. They don't. You don't want to waste the energy. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't play any sports, but that's the assumption. That's the thing that I assume. <laughs> that makes sense. See, this is what happened when we don't have Bray. This is Black Men Can't Jump at Hollywood. It's a podcast review movie starring leading black actors or actors of color, and we review that's them right. in the contest of race or diversity in Hollywood. Race and diversity in Hollywood. Jonathan Braylock is he is not here today. He is out there jumping in Hollywood. Um, which is wonderful. He truly is. He sent us a picture. We can't talk about it. But he's jumping. I'm furious. <laughs> and he's tall. He's tall. He might be dunking. He might be dunking. He might be dunking. But we're here. I'm Dra Milligan. And I'm James the Third. 
James, but you never. Your voice might be deeper than all of our voices. And I feel like. I don't like, know how true. You say that. You've said that before. And I don't know how true that is. Because when you don't. Like right now, you're smiling when you talk. When you don't smile, your voice is deep as hell. You go with the very white voice. This nigga, I feel like you're scamming people, yo. I feel like you're scamming the audience. No, no, of course hey, not. Hey, y'all, just, just so everybody knows, if you were to call James on the phone, James would be like, hello? Like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you know, just watching Jurassic Park. Like, nigga, why your voice so deep? Well, okay. Well, today we're reviewing High Flying Bird, which is a movie. I'm going to say this. I was like, oh, cool. It's a movie shot on the cell phone, blah, blah, blah. Came out in 2019. Stars Andre Holland and a bunch of other people that I think Gerard has the, the, the deets up. But it stars a bunch of other people. I, I'm going straight into this thoughts. I didn't want to see this movie when it first came out. You know, maybe I'll see what they do with the iPhone, blah, blah, whatever. But then I was just mad. I was just mad that they made a movie on an iPhone. And like, <laughs> I mean, they still had everything else, though. They be out here like iPhone. I'm like, yeah, nigga, but you had grips, you had lights. Yeah, I they pretend like I ain't had no money. <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to see it then, but I had a good time. I won't go too far into initial thoughts because it's other stuff we're supposed to say, but I, you know. No, this is the initial thoughts. I mean, basically, High Flying Bird, High Flying Bird is about like, I mean, shit. It's about a basketball agent, his client. There's a basketball strike in the NBA. The client is, I mean, the agent is trying to make some moves for his client while also like saving his job, but he's a purist. He cares about basketball. You know, he cares about the art and it's, you know, whatever the fuck happens. It's Andre Holland, Melvin Gregg, Zazzy Beats. Zazzy. Mad people in this. Zazzy. Mad people in this. Bill Duke. Caleb McLaughlin shows up. Yeah, they had a lot of actual NBA players, like a lot of freshmen, I think, at the time, appearing this, doing like the interviews in between, talking about what it's like to be in the NBA. One of my cop, sorry, one of my high school friends was in the NBA and he, we always knew he was going to be in the NBA because he was like the best player on the team. But then also, like, I felt so bad for that kid. His dad would make him, like, let that nigga miss a couple um, three-pointers. At the end of the game, he was, he would be there. Like, wow. Like, damn. Yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, it was intense, but he made it to the NBA. So I was like, God bless. Yeah, good for him. Uh, you get that money? Yeah, man. You get that good money? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was on a good team. Is it good money, period? Like, do you get, do you essentially get good money to play, period? And then, and then it's like. If you're, if you're in the NBA, yeah, they, they be fucking over the WNBA. Like, they, like, they, they need to do better. Like, they, the, the NBA players do well, really, especially now, because they can pay them niggas whatever you damn near want. I mean, sincerely, that's great. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> People, and they can go to different teams. You're like, oh, man, they should stay with one team. I was like, who gives a fuck? I'm like, most of these owners will trade you at a moment's notice. Get your money, get your rings, and get the fuck out of there, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't playing these games. Yeah, what's your initial thought, James? Okay, all right. Here's the thing. So I said all that stuff that I said already. That's how I felt. Oh, I'll also just quickly say 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I think, and I think I agree with that. Like, I remember feeling like, wow, it's shot on an iPhone, but it looks so, like, from the trailers or whatever, the whatever images they saw, but it looks so good. I love all of the, like, the, the, the shots were so interesting. All of the sort of like the super wide camera angles and all of that stuff I thought was so cool. And it seemed like I was trying to think of, of, about it from a director's standpoint. And like, there were a lot of times where they were just like the cameras here because it looks cool. And, and it felt less like being like, it felt less like trying to fall into any kind of conventions and more like, what's, uh, what's something else we can do because we're using camera that can fit in your pocket, you know? 
Yeah, and I and and truly thought, and I did. I looked up and saw that this was Soderbergh's second movie shot on a on a on an iPhone. I didn't see that that first one, but I thought that what was done here was really cool. I thought the acting was great. There are so many times though, and I've seen. I saw Andre Holland on stage first. There were so many times where this felt like a play. So many times, and then there were. But then at the point l- later on, spoiler alert, when they talk about the cousin who died, and that when they go when they they say that he was like secretly gay and hiding that he was was gay when that when that point was revealed i was like let me look this up because this feels very theatrical like it feels very even though that's something that would happen in a movie the way that it comes out in this felt very much like a play and i looked it up in terrell evan mccraney who's written films but is a is a playwright and coincidentally wrote the play that i first saw andre holland in also wrote this so it was like okay yeah this has like it has those like long monologues and there's something about the pacing that feels very much like it's a, like a like a stage play. I thought it was an adaptation honestly at one point. I was like is this just adapted from <laughs> is this adapted from the stage? It's not, but it it just had those rhythms to me. There were plenty of times where I was like I don't fully <laughs> know what's happening like because because there's a lot of like moving pieces and a lot of like I don't think it's because of the sports I feel like potentially I got intimidated by the fact that it's that it's grounded in such heavy sports info you know and they would go and talk to like the real players and we would get that kind of backstory I don't think that you have to be super versed in it in order to enjoy it. I think it's very enjoyable without that. But I do think that it I got in my head about that. So there are points where I just got lost <laughs> that, I, that I don't think is the fault of the movie. I think that's more, that was more like my personal hangups about it. But I had a great time. It's weird because I feel mixed about it. Like, I don't, the thing is, I- You hated it. <laughs> yes, I don't know if I liked it or disliked it, but I respect it. Like, I liked seeing Andre Holland's character talk about like the art and what it really means to play basketball and. And and see Melvin's character, I guess he took a bribe or something, or he took a loan from a bookie. Yeah, some yeah, it like either. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be something like a a a bribe or a loan from a bookie. Regardless, it's like something he should. You know, you're not supposed to done. Yeah, you're not supposed to get get like gifts and help and stuff at that at that stage. You know, because it because it gets muddy, and he did that, and so now he like owes, he owes whatever it is, but it, but there's a lockout, so he can't pay it. It's interesting because to me, I feel like this movie had a lot of great ideas, but it had like too many. It felt like just it felt like it was a lot happening. I I truly don't understand Zazie's character too much. I, yeah, I didn't understand her relationship honestly to anybody. Like I get that she was hooking up with the basketball player, but I was like, I don't think I understand her and Andre Holland's true relationship to be honest but again i really do like andre holland and it's funny because anytime i would go to ucb east i would usually see him walking around so i would like i would see him a lot like you know just out walking about so i've never seen him on broadway but i was like oh man i like this dude yeah he's really good on stage he's really really good One of my friends, shout out to Alan Fox, wrote a play that got into something town. What is what is it? Williamstown. Williamstown. Got into Williamstown and Audrey Holland was the lead. Wow. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Look at you, boy. What a blessing. 
What a blessing to that play. I mean, I'm sure that play is already great because it's at Williamstown. But then what a blessing to then also have. Hey, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a beauty. What a beauty. <laughs> I mean, he could have. I mean, right. he wrote it and had a lot to say. He could have had. He could have been blessed with Gerard Milligan, but we still working on. <laughs> we still we still working on him. Yeah, no, that's true. He could have. Yeah, he could have been blessed. Everybody makes mistakes, James. Everybody makes mistakes. You know what I'm saying? This ain't about those mistakes today. This movie starts, first off, this movie definitely is a New York movie, and it starts with a conversation between Andre Holland and Melvin in the Boom Boom Room, okay? It's a place at the top of LeBain, which is, you know, in Meatpacking Districts, and it's like, you know, it's literally a gold, it's like, round you can see 360 and it's gold like you go in that motherfucker it is it is where kevin hart people like that have the after parties and i'm like oh y'all proving y'all got some money on this opening like y'all had that slow pushing to be like uh-uh we got cash baby and this is where we learned that melvin took some money from a booster even though he shouldn't have done it and it's crazy too because he's like i don't have any money but he's like what are you talking about like you haven't signed your contract as a lockout but your bills are paid every bill is paid but he's like you just wanted to flex that's what your issue is so what's interesting here in that conversation, this is also the scene where like you first really get the feeling of like, yeah, they're just putting the camera wherever they can put like. Oh, they <laughs> like, broke the 360 real there's completely. A point, yeah, there's a point where, the, yeah, where, they're just, where they're just like, nah, we over here now. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm looking at this. The camera literally goes on both sides of them in a wide shot and like straight on. Like They literally were like, we're doing whatever. Fuck the rules. We're doing whatever we want, like whatever angle. And, and it was cool. It gave you, it gave you the sense. I mean, if we, it, I'm not going to be too, like, filmy about it because I don't know stuff well enough. But, like, they, it really helped. It really helped it feel like, like, yeah, like, this relationship is not on even ground. You know what I mean? Like, they instantly, you know, like, it's like, this is off kilter. Like, something, you, you know, and that does end up being the, the journey that they, that, you know, it's them trying to get on the same page. And it's tricky because I feel like I go through this sometimes with, you know, my manager when I'm talking to him. And I'm like, he's like, nah, man, your bills are paid. I'm like, who gives a fuck, man? I want money. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I want money. I'm like, man, I had to get off Instagram because niggas out here flexing on Instagram. And I'm like, I need money. I was just going to say, especially because you're in a business where <laughs> you're in a business where where truly it's like, yeah, you can come in at a level and your bills can be paid. But like when you know that like a salary can dwarf, <laughs> what you know, can dwarf your bills paid salary. It's like, yeah, I want to try to get that. Well, cause you're always trying to level up. So, so the, I mean, I don't know if I would ever take money from like a booster, but I, I do understand that like, yeah, man, I ain't come from shit and people keep trying to play me. I'm trying to flex. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like, I, I totally understand that. And then, you know, Andre is like, I'm gonna work it out. Goes back to his boss. Who's like low key. I'm oh, sorry, he goes back to Zazzy and she's been trying to talk to him all day. And she was his former assistant but she, before she got moved to someone else. But then their relationship feels like weird. I was like, because at one point I thought like, are they hooking up? Or are they like brother, sister? Because it felt way too intimate. Yeah, but I think it is, at, by the end of it, I was like, oh, because I had the same thing. But by the end of it, it was like, oh, it is brother, sister. And they've been working together. And, and frankly, honestly, maybe there was a little bit of attraction on, on either one of their sides. But, but it's but it's oh you know yeah and like and truthful and they are like family you know and 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 really care about the other person doing well but i didn't i didn't get that really until it was until it was over you know same because i was like because i was like i mean 
I was like, what is happening here? But yeah, and then she tells him that they're trying to talk to him. And low-key, he almost got fired by Spock. But then somehow he worked it out so Spock couldn't fire him or whatever happened. Like, <laughs> I, I truly, like, he, he... Andre is clearly such an important figure to to spock like like and even by the by the like such an important figure to spock that that he's that he's like yeah like things are hard and and i'm gonna push you over right now but i also need you you know in a way that like yeah yeah no because he reminds me of lebron james's agent like rich paul like this dude i think lebron had got him a job at was it caa sports so let me see it was at yeah he got him a job at caa and then he fucking left once he like learned everything he could learn, left, then went to UTA later and took fucking damn near the whole sports division with him. And it's something like, so watching Andre Holland and hearing like, oh, he started this department, blah, blah, blah. This department makes so much money. It's like, yeah, you need these people to broker these relationships because also I will say as a, you know, entertainment person, I am starting to be weary of like just working with all white dudes because it feels like, Right now, it's like, oh, man, we need diversity. Let me just, like, link up with some people of color and tell it's not cool, you know, and I can go back to doing what I was doing. So I think you would use Andre Holland to, like, talk to a lot of these athletes because, like, he is black. He, he, you know, he is from the inner city, and it's like... Right, he's the black... He's the black face. He's the, he is. <laughs> like, he is. He's, and, and, yeah, and, 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 and it's like, yeah, like, we can, we can use him to be that, that go-between, but... And we'll be so proud of like all of the great black people that we have on our roster, but we never have to talk to them. Yeah, you, <laughs> you never know? have like, to. We never have to interact. <laughs> Which is so crazy. But like, you know, he has this conversation. I, I, I he never says, give me a couple of days. Like he just talk, he like, I don't know, talks this dude off the ledge and is like, yo, reinstate my credit cards. And now he's back off to the races and like trying to make moves. And I was like, oh shit, how, how did you figure this out? Hey man, that's a good agent. That reminded me of Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. And it reminded me of, yeah, Rich Paul. And it reminded me of like Ari Emanuel, which if you watch Entourage, Ari Gold is based off of. It's like a fucking shark. Like, I'm like, I don't need you to be my friend. I need you to get, convince somebody that I need to be the first round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? That's what I need. Convince a digger. Tell him my dad is Idris Abla or some shit because nepotism is key. Tell him I was in Britain and then all of a sudden I moved to D.C. when I was eight, so I lost my accent. Lie, to, lie for me, baby. Lie for me. <laughs> what, what, what was also interesting about him in addition to, in addition to like, being a shark and being, and being so bullish and stuff was that like nothing phased him. Like, like anytime something went potentially wrong, he would like have a moment of like being irked, but like nothing ever sat on him in a way that was like, in a way that was like, I think that also maybe contributed to me being like, I don't quite know what's happening in, in certain scenes, but like, but like, I find that it, it uh, such an interesting character trait about, about him, you know, that like, that like, even when things, even when things were, and I guess that is also revealed by how the fact that like he was, spoiler alert puppet mastering essentially everything that happened in the in the in the movie you know but yeah i thought that was i thought that was really cool yeah and then he like once he leaves he starts making moves instantly like i think he i think he i think at this point he goes hops on the train goes to philly to find like the mom of i guess another famous player or some shit and like is trying to sign the sign the kid and the mom is like nah i i'm his accountant 
I'm his, I'm his agent. I'm his lawyer. We don't need you. And I was like, yeah, mom. Yeah, mom. And she's like, even the fact that you're here lets me know what everybody else is on. I was like, because you got on the train to come to Philly, dog. She started with, she started with, oh, I saw you looking around at the house. Like, you thought we was one of those stories? <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> this, this, this meeting is not going to go well at all. <laughs> it is something about, like, and, and I will, uh, I, uh, the reason I think I'm trying to relate it so much to, like, entertainment, because we're an entertainment podcast, um, and it's the only way I know how to, like, give a knowledge, but I feel like, it's and also, but it's all we're gonna think about too because we have agents since then. <laughs> because to me, what is so beautiful about this mom, and, and without going into detail, I feel like it is very wonderful having someone to know your worth before you can articulate it. Like I think there have been certain deals that myself, James, and John have done, which have been okay, like I, bad you deals. To, you ain't even have to talk about. I'm this. trying to get. I'm trying to let people know <laughs> because it is something so important. Because I do think like there is something about. Someone being the bad guy for you. You know what I mean? Like, you're protected. It's like, yo, you know when I make money, you make money. Like, we're all in this together. And that mom was like, ha She basically laughed at this nigga. Do you believe in God? Like, you want me? Like, I ain't gonna make you say no scripture. And she too, like, I was talking about how, I was just talking about how Andre was like, nothing ever faced him. She was like, she had just... It, the armor was there. Like she was just like not a single. It would, and and anything you said would just fully bounce off of her in a way that was like, yeah, she was she. It it, it was in a way that like even though yeah, it was like I'll be the bad guy for you. It was like she felt like a superhero almost. Like she was really she was really able to like stand up in these ways that was like I really I wish I had someone like that. <laughs> See, that's know? that's why people celebrate Mother's Day. Okay. Mothers, they, black mothers do it. Like all mothers, but black mothers, they be doing it. Father's Day, eh, you know, don't worry, James, I'll send you a don't. gift. I'll send you a gift, <laughs> you know, but it's oh, a shit on the day. <laughs> Father's Day, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You don't even get to watch the game or go to the all bar right. with your boys yet. You know what I mean? Okay. It's all right. It's like, James, the choice is going to be different. Yours is going to be all different. All right. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, after he gets rejected, uh, this woman from The Wire, was that his ex wife who's now? Was that his wife, his ex-wife? So I didn't think that they were together, but that may have been a detail that, that I missed. I didn't get the fact that they were together, though. Oh, yeah, maybe they weren't. I couldn't tell, but maybe they weren't. But, like, you know, she works for, who she worked for, like, the players? Like, she had the inside track. Like, she was negotiating. Yeah, she. I don't know who she worked for, but she worked for, like, the goddamn players and was, like, negotiating with the owners on behalf of the players. I hate saying the owners have the players. Lord have mercy. It disgusts me. I mean, you're going to have to say, you're going to have to say you love God and all of his black people. <laughs> you're going to have to say that in a second. Uh, it's hurt. It kills me. Because you know what it is? You know what it is, man? It is like, at least with entertainment, people pretend like they don't have that power structure, even though it's there. But we, we say like the producers of the studios versus like the owners. It's like, who you own, nigga? And you get the change and like, yeah, why do you own a team? Why is it that that way? Ugh, that is gross. <laughs> I never even I never even thought about it like that for as much as for as much as that's how it's been talked about forever. It's truly never hit me how gross owners. It's disgusting because <laughs> to me, it's like, you know, back in the day when the Warner Brothers like started and founded. Warner Brothers, you never said like the 
the owners of Warner Brothers or like the owners, you'd be like the studio heads or like the studios run by. Like, why would I say owners? You don't own. Oh my God. The and they're always owners. like, oh, and it's all like some oil slash fucking probably, honestly, bootlegging money. Okay. Bootleggers. But anyway, so she's telling them that the the teams, I mean, the the, the owners aren't letting up. The deal isn't looking good for the players. And he's like now like, oh, shit, I got to like handle some stuff. Where at the same time, Zazzy is in the car, super like, meh, 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 like with Melvin, trying to get him to start a Twitter beef with the player from his team. And it's like, you know, all, you know, it's that weird thing of like all good press, all even bad press is good press. You know what I mean? Which is so tricky. Yeah, but it, especially, but like, especially in this situation where where you can where you can very quickly like figure out who's actually on top. Like, like, I, like, it feels insane to be to to me somebody who doesn't follow sports or follow any of this and stuff like this probably happens all the time. But it feels insane to me to be like, I'm gonna go on Twitter and talk shit about this basketball player who could who could just whenever we play next. <laughs> prove that I'm wrong. You're like, like, yeah, and right. And you're on this, and they and they want to be playing on the they they haven't played on the same team yet, but the idea is that they'll be on the same team. Like it's like, why, why, why? <laughs> For what reason? I will say sometimes you get emotional. Like I I will admit, okay, one time I was emotional and friend of the podcast, Cameron Johnson, I did a post that was super aggressive about a show. I remember this post. Oh, yeah, you remember it. <laughs> and he was like, hey, man, you might have to, like, pitch this network or something. You might want to take this down. I was like, but it's true. He's like, even if it is, you might want to take it down. Sure enough, sure enough, a month and a half later, I had a, a meeting with that network. And I had to be honest. And I was like, I hate, I hate that I watched this show, but I'm also low-key upset. I even greenlit it. And they were like, you're not the only one, but it turned out well. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. The woman also agreed. She was like, I know. She's like, I was ready to hate it because she wasn't the one who greenlit it. The the person That's before different. her. That's like, I, I've told ABC executives to their face that when Blackish came out, I didn't want to watch it and I thought it was going to be trash. And then I saw it and it was incredible. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It, that, but that's a little different. <laughs> I only watched the Blackish because of you. I remember we lived together. I came back home and you were watching. I was like, what the fuck are you watching this for? And then I watched it and I was like, okay, if the rest of the show is like the last five minutes, I'm going to love it. And then who knew? He turned into Blackish. It's even in the case of of bad talking a show. There's this there's the other side of that coin where where at the same time you are putting forward your ideas about the industry that could that could prove useful to you down the road. But talking shit about another player that is that could when you play them squ- like help or just or just just be dunking on you the whole time. Why would you do that? Like, why? Like, like, truly, why would you do that? It's also weird because that one was like, nigga, you are about to be on his team, and he's the star <laughs> of the team. Like, yeah, he is yeah. literally the 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 like his face is all around New York in in theory. You know what I mean? I liked when so this is a few scenes later, but I liked when they go to the court the court day thing for Bill Duke's thing, and 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 they do actually play, but I I. I liked that whole sequence of like 
them stepping to each other and and him being like, oh man, I can't play because I because I just had sex. But like, but also at the same time, it feels like <laughs> it feels like maybe he's like, I shouldn't have said all that shit. <laughs> like, like I don't I don't want, you know. But it's funny because shout out to Lucas. Okay, my boy. Yo, first off, first off, never spoiling Stranger Things. We don't review Stranger Things. But my man, yo, if he's not a star, bruh, like, like for real, for real, I remember, I, 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 for instance, like, I was so obsessed. I became, like, again, I've seen Stranger Things, but I've also, like, felt like Lucas in particular was shortchanged, like, for most of the seasons. And this last season, I was like, oh, shit. Lucas is Lucas is in it. And I was like, but he's so, but his acting is so good. And I was like, I went on like a Caleb Rabbit hole. And I was like, oh, I didn't know he was like on the Lion King and Broadway. I was like, oh, this nigga's like great. Make my man static shock. Okay. Make him static. I mean, tr- truly, that would be incredible. But they ha- but it has to be good if they if they do it, not to, not to. Not to shit on DC, but it got to be good. Like it's got they can't, they can't just put them in some Static Shock movie and have it be like weird colors and shit, and just and this script is too it's too acts too long, and you're just like, what is happening? How is this a five act movie? I know. <laughs> no, they're gonna do it right. Come on, Lucas. I love seeing him in this. I loved like you know his energy, how he was sizing it up, like. Like him and his girl was like, okay, the, the schools are nearby. I was like, look at you. I did like that scene a lot. Yeah, what's her name? Bobby, Bobby something. She was great. Yeah, I, I like that scene stuff. a lot, man. And it also shows like, to me, it's one of those things. And, and Bill Duke says it at the top of this scene. He's like, you know, I try to talk to my students, my players, but they don't listen to me, which is why he brings in like famous athletes. And I was just telling my friends were like, you know, one of the main reasons for, you know, trying to make it in Hollywood is because Anytime somebody would come to my school when I was younger, like, I didn't get two fucks. But if they were famous, I'm like, oh, shit, you made it out the hood, nigga. What you talking about? So to me, it's something about having that kind of political power and, like, uh, influence over the black youth to, like, help progress things. And, and I will say it was really nice to see them give back like that. Like, I will say, like, like they do it. I love Quinta because Quinta, like, gives back to Philly. They donate. Like, they do so much. Because I do think we're in a, a position now where like a lot of black people are on and claiming rah 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 black power, but then when you see them in the streets, you'd be like, "Man, you don't even have no black friends, nigga. What you is doing shit? What the fuck? <laughs> like, like there's mad niggas. I'm like, man, but you ain't even got black friends, dog. Like, how you gonna be on? Stop, stop. But anyway, that's a whole I nother mean, episode. Like the black friend thing, that's a whole other. That's a whole. No, what I'm saying is we could talk about. I'm talking. I'm not talking about white people with black friends. I'm talking about like there. I have famous black friends who are like popping but it's like i'm a black this i'm a black that but i'm like i know you and i know you ain't got black friends see how gerard keep just dropping little stuff he talking about he sells shows now he over here talking about i got famous black friends like come on bro they, but look, i might be the only black friend i might be the only <laughs> nigga they know the, and it's more than one gerard Listen, I'm just saying. Nah, James. James got famous <laughs> friends. James got famous friends. I ain't got no famous friends. I'm just trying to use the example of is that with Bill I got Dukes, no damn famous friends. With Bill Duke, with Andre you know, Holland. Got... You got famous friends, nigga. With Andre Holland. <laughs> you met Kel. You met Kel more than I once. Did, I did I did meet Kel. That's true. <laughs> more than more than once. That's true. 
All right. <laughs> what happens next in the movie? <laughs> what happens next in the movie? After this, I think it's like, uh, man, honestly, random shit happens. After this, it's like. This, yeah, this is the part. This is the part when I, when I, when I lose track of what the chess, what the chess moves mean and why. So basically, like, what, he, like, so what he did is theoretically really smart. What he did was he showed that the players don't need the NBA because NBA is like, we can hold out forever because they need the money. What he did was he bought, he, he hit the mom, got the mom to bring the other player he was beefing with there. They had the one-on-one game. He aired it and leaked it. It made it on like ESPN and all this other stuff so people could see them playing and then the NBA didn't know what to do because it's like the two NBA players is not a real event. But what that did was it springboarded so that other places started having like Hey, we got a, we got the, we got the blah 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 lockout scrimmage in Vegas. Tickets are like two thousand dollars. There's another pickup game, pickup game in Miami. Like, bring your rings to get in the game. So it's like, so they were saying that these police and the the players were making so much money because some of these games were like thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a ticket, and it was like it was putting a squeeze on them. This dude plays a bad guy and everything. I think he's like on Barry. He was on him. I know him from True Detective season two. That's how I first met him. He is like in charge and he's like, yo, it's bad that it's not Andre Holland's character because what it means is it's other people doing it. So he started the whole thing. That's when the guy from Twin Peaks is like trying to negotiate with the woman from The Wire. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, that was the bit. I think that was the bit of information that I maybe even missed. But like, yeah, okay. I'm, now, now I know what's up. Now I know what's happening. And so, the, and so... You know, essentially, like you know, that I'm I'm skipping fast, fast, go, skipping very much forward. But like you know, while this is going on, probably because Eric is not getting a piece of the pie in the same way. You know, Eric is like, oh, I don't want to be with you anymore. I I don't want to work with you anymore. I want to make you know, like especially because feeling like probably because feeling like you. Sorry. Who, sorry, who left too? Because this part I was confused about. Eric left. Eric left. Eric just. Eric just left. Not the company. Literally, literally left. Left Andre. So like left Andre to work with someone else in the comp. Like someone else in the right. company. Right. Because he told him to. Right. Because as he was like, you need. Yeah. Yeah. Because he told him to, and and but seemingly. I imagine it's like you used my image to get blah, 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 but I'm not getting any of this money, blah, blah, blah. I imagine those are the steps that I'm putting together after hearing you talk about that. No, that makes sense. That happens and Zazzy leaves. And so this what so this what Zazzy leaves. And, and so in 72 hours, the lockout ends and he reveals, you know, Andre reveals that to, to, now I can't think of his name. I'm only going to say Spock now. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Zachary it's Quinto. Not Zachary Quinto. Okay, thank you. Zachary Quinto. He says to him, like, yeah, like you, you didn't see what happened. You didn't see what I did. You know, you see it, right? Blah blah blah. blah. Like I've been, I've been doing all this shit. I've been doing this, that, the other thing. Bop, 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 bop. I did everything. You know, uh, I should be in your seat. You want to tell him? You know, and then, and I guess the reality is that he's probably not gonna get that even though he did it he's probably not going to get that <laughs> promotion right like he's probably yeah and then he walked out and he was cool and then like zazzy was like she's now going to the players union i think so she's not even going to try to be a an agent anymore which 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 is really cool one of one of my my best friends he's back home in dc he used to work for the nfl's player union so it was so interesting hearing like the fights they would have to have for the players because like with the nfl is so tricky because they're 
career span is shorter because, you know, it's more of a contact sport. But it's just so interesting to hear about, like, the money of it all. And, the, and it's real because I don't think Andre, at the end of the day, was... I think he started... To me, Andre was done, excuse me, Eric, or Melvin's character, at the moment we saw them at that the opening. The moment he found out what he did, the moment he was like, yo, you're messy, now I got to deal with this, I think he was done with him then. And the whole rest of the movie was like, you know... Yes, this didn't this didn't hit me until we were ta- talking about the movie. But in thinking about the 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 different beats, like a game of chess, he gives him that Bible in that scene, like he gives him that book in that scene, and so and he but he doesn't re- and he's like you you're gonna know you're going to know when to when to open this, and he doesn't read it until after they've gone, like until after he's gone, blah blah. blah. So like. It's it's truly wild how far ahead Andre saw because he was like from from the beginning he was like yep this guy's gonna I'm gonna get rid of this client like and he, he gives him the, the the book that he's gonna need you know once he's off on his own oh, and kind of shit. figuring out his way nigga this Andre Holland is Denzel from Training Day like this deep, these niggas thought he thought they thought he was planning it all day this nigga been planning it all week. I'm looking it up right now. The book, the book that he gives him, which he calls the Bible, is The Revolt of the Black Athlete, which chronicles real-life athletic revolts, and you guessed it, beyond the game of games. And it's so interesting. He was like, yo, man, you need to see the bigger picture. Because he even says to him at the end when he, like, daps him up, he's like, yo, don't let them box you in. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, you can be better. And I'm like, oh, shit. This nigga is like, He's hipping you to the game, bruh. He's hipping but And while Zazie is telling him that he's firing him, this, this was one of those scenes where it was like, yeah, like, it didn't phase him. It, like, kind of was, it kind of, like, washed off of him, you know? And he started getting excited because he, he could tell, like, that Zazie was, was going off and going to do her own thing. And, like, I... It's truly wild to me how, like, how he just saw the matrix of the whole of of every event that followed afterwards. I thought that was that was written well. It's one of those things where I'm like, I like seeing, because I do feel like as black people, we always have to think ahead, and you can just see the chess moves he's trying to make. I think, like, you know, as creatives, we're doing that all the time, and you kind of have to even. You know, even when he gave a little pushback to Spock earlier, you kind of could see Spock be like, like, what are you doing? But it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, as a as a black person, it's like you like people want you to people want you to talk in a certain kind of way. So I feel like any type of pushback is like, how dare you? And I'm like, no, nah, man, this nigga got like we're doing business. It's like when you say it's business when it helps you it's business when it helps me. Fuck you. That's how I see it. My only problem with this movie, though, James, is that. Is that so? I thought at one point, you know, I thought at one point Andre Holland was going to go to the, the the little spa, or whatever, and then he'd be like trying to relax, trying to like get his head in the game, and then the dude, then the dude from Twin Peaks would come in. He's like, "Oh man, you know what? You know, he was trying to like he was trying to work him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I thought he was going, I thought, I thought he was going to like leave, and then all of a sudden he'd be like, he got game, and it'd be like two white ladies at the door, and he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't about to try to nope, you ain't about to try to get me." To have a swirl in here. That's what happened. He, remember in He Got Game, they disappeared. Like the dude was like, 
welcome, welcome to college. And this white dude is one of them old school white dudes who I don't trust. And he was like, probably going to try to swim through my man. And I was like, that would have been the squirrel that you say no to. Okay. You'd be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I am focused on the business, not the business. You know what I'm saying? But the you business, mean, but you just mean the idea of the swirl. The idea of the swirl like, like, should happen. Yeah. The idea yeah. of the swirl. But it was like, uh-uh, black dude. He's like, uh-uh. Nope. I'm not doing this. You know what I mean? And it was cool because he didn't even have to have a love interest. It was like business was his love, art, everything. So I was, I, you know, yeah. I was cool with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I for me, it was like, because I agree, like there could have been a little bit more, we could have added like a little bit more to this movie, like a little bit more, a little bit more depth, a little bit more, just like a little bit more emotion, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more twists and turns. And so for me, it was like, I just feel like how, because the movie starts in such a fun way, but I feel like when they're like leaving that restaurant, I feel like instead of them just kind of walking out the restaurant and then we just kind of follow Andre Holland as he goes to his next spot, I feel like it could have been cool if like, as Andre Holland is like getting the check, he like slips and he, and he falls and he lands in a fish tank. Okay. We lands, he lands in the fish tank. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, and then while he lands in the fish tank, his his just like his whole essence switches with like a goldfish that's in there okay with it switches with a goldfish that's in there and so then you know and then we see the title card and it's and it's low swimming fish so the low swimming fish and it's a movie that through being a through being a goldfish he learns wait is your new bit wait is your new bit what the, huh? just <laughs> Huh? I can't what tell. I can't tell if it's if it's spies in disguise or if you're referencing Shark Tale. <laughs> no, no. So it's just so he becomes so you know, and then and then as he's swimming in there, you know, he realizes he's stuck in a he realizes he's stuck in a box. You know, he's stuck in a box, and so and, he's swimming. The water is in the box and it's not leaking, and it's not leaking because he's inside a fish. It's like a, a like a fish tank or something that's at the restaurant, and that's how he learns the the rat race. You know, the game that they're stuck in. Okay, then, then, at that moment, a uh, a high flying bird here on Black Mick Can Jump. We review movies not switches, based on whether huh? or not we like the movie, but whether or not it switches would help. With the whether or not, and so then he's whether the- or not <laughs> it would help the cause of getting other leading black actors films in Hollywood. So on the count of three, J- James, high fly, James, high flying bird, James okay. and I will put our 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 scores up. <laughs> <laughs> on the count of three. Okay, James? I'm going to go three, okay. two, one, James. I'm going to go three, two, one. Okay, three, two, yeah. one? Okay, great. Three, two, one. Damn. What? The, uh, shit. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Shit. Ah! <laughs> okay, Gerard is having a conniption fit. Ah! He's put up. He has like a blink. Ah! He has a blinking rating. The rating ah! keeps going from, it blinks from a from a fist to a palm. Ah! And it's just, it. And and now he's okay. He's okay, lost his okay. Mind, I don't so. I don't know what I'm getting fucked. Okay, wait. We'll talk about it. It sounds like a palm. If you're that, con- if you if if it's so okay. If it yeah, I gave yeah. it a palm. <laughs> I don't know why I gave it a palm yet, but I will say I say the pros. I what? like I say I will say the pros. I really love Steven Soderbergh. So to see black people starring a Steven Soderbergh movie as the leads is very cool. Love Andre Holland. Melvin is making moves. He's in the wood. I'm jealous as fuck. He's playing a Pokemon trainer or trader. I was All like, right. what the fuck? That's with me. Okay. Me. All right. I Gerard, had red and okay. blue, Gerard, baby. It's fine. You red don't and have blue, to... James. <laughs> I remember when fine. gold came out on the Game it's Boy. Okay. Original. Right. Not the Game don't Boy start. color. Okay. 
I ain't had a Game Boy small. I had that thick. I could knock a nigga out with Game Boy. You do not need to monologue about this right now. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it's not helping. All right. It's okay, not you're right. You're right. Okay, case. okay. All right. I think the reason I didn't give it a, a full fist is because, damn, I might have fucked up. I think I didn't give it a full fist because I couldn't tell, like, what we were actually... Like, I don't know if it helped anybody because, like, Zazzy was already on. Andre was on, but Yeah, it is... it's like a movie with... Yeah, it's a movie with a cast... Uh, like an all, a seemingly all star cast of black people. Sure, sure. Like Melvin has already been booking stuff low key, so like, I, so I don't know if it like put anybody on, but I guess it did that they got to make a Steven Soderbergh movie. So, I, so I, so that's I was conflicted on like the help of the cause, but other than that, like I mean, I think the movie did get a t- it had NBA players in there, which I thought was cool. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I would just say I I agree with all of the things that you said in terms of it helping, and then in terms of your and in terms of your thought about like whether or not it helped those actors. Whenever that happens to me, and I give a movie a fist, it's often because I think about like what seeing that movie would mean for for not necessarily for execs watching because execs will go that person was in four other things and therefore they're gonna make a good movie or whatever but like for like for people watching that'll be inspired like like if i would have seen a movie like this as a kid you know that would have i would have added that to the pantheon of movies that was that made me want to be um an actor and and you know for people to if 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 this is people's first you know first introduction to like terrell alvin mccraney like that would make well pr- likely moonlight would have been a lot of people's but like you know oh let me go ch- check out these other things that this that this writer's done and and stuff like that so yeah it's like a, it's a well made movie with a with a shit ton of black people written by a black person and so yeah i felt like i i had to give it a fist and so then the bird swoops in picks up Nick, the fish all right it says hi it says thank hi, you all <laughs> oh thank you all uh, you can follow us at Black Man Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow John Braylock at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Drop Milligan on Twitter on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at James Third Comedy on on all social media platforms, including TikTok. That's one of them. Oh, you got a TikTok, James? You TikToking? I have had a TikTok for a while, and it's not. I'm not out here crushing it. That's what I'm talking about. I need people to follow me. I be seeing so many average impressionists. People. All you gotta do is just start redoing I, scenes. I've been doing mad impression stuff. They don't get nearly as many. <laughs> they be good too. I'll be like looking at like, hold up, this one was a good one. I learned you gotta just keep doing it and then the old ones are hit uh, once you get one on the foyer page. Doing it? Oh yeah, my man. gosh. This yeah, James, we're in the long haul. In the long uh, haul. Also, I'm I'm working on some comic books at Rule of Three, the number three comics on Instagram and on Twitter. Please follow that. They're not, you know, the my current bad drawing comics are on there but some good like real artists real artists are drawing some some shit that's gonna be coming out please please follow that for more info yes all right y'all we don't know what we're reviewing next at us on twitter and give us some suggestions i think we should do beauty from from netflix i mean it's that's a good yeah it yeah, seems beautiful like a, a black woman trying to be a model or a singer. I think it's like something we really should look into. Let's take a look at but it. But let's try that. Yeah, that's it for us. Peace. Forever. Dog. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 
To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Meow, meow, meow.